All right. Game on. You guys can hear that, right? And now, the Leafs cast. Leafs talk only. Episode four. We made yeah, it. baby. That's the excitement of three people who never thought we'd make it this far. Uh, two people. Two people. Uh, I, I told you guys last episode that I'm planning on ditching you after seven, so I always planned on going four episodes. <laughs> so you're just excited because the end is near. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, this is the one where I give the most effort, and then from here on out, yeah, my, my effort just kind of goes. Se- senior, senior skip day is going to happen around, I think, episode six. I'm just not going to oh, be here. That's the way the least played this week. Okay. All right, Tim. Uh, uh, yeah, let's just – Leafs talk only. Let's just get into it. Um, a week where we had, let's see, four four games, four games mm-hmm. in seven days. Um, All two, on the road. Two very impressive performances uh, against the, the second-best team in our division, the Oilers. Uh, absolutely suffocating the best player in the NHL, I'll say it, just suffocated him. They didn't stand a chance. Uh, Backup goalies in place didn't matter. Mm -hmm. It was um, was an incredible start to the week, especially, you know, following up uh, uh, the shutout loss last Saturday to go shut out and then uh, 3-0 on Monday and then 6-1 on Tuesday. Almost another shutout. Can definitely say it's more fun being on the winning side of a shutout than the losing side. <laughs> yeah, if not for, uh, was it uh, the Nuge? Yeah, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, the leaf killer, uh, keeps us from getting uh, three shutouts in a row. And there was all those statistics rolling around that were saying uh, it, it would have been only the second time the Leafs had ever done that, if I'm correct. Um, well, if, for, it would have been the first time in history with like three different goalies. But uh, didn't happen. But we and were content with scoring six goals for a very exciting game. And I think it was it was two um, statement wins. I, I, I mean, last Saturday was a statement win. I guess we can include that into this. But I think the success in that series against the Oilers, um, you know, whatever doubters there are of the Leafs, and there's still going to be plenty of people that want to throw their memes out there. Uh, but it's tough to argue with that. Well, here's the thing. As this, as the season's going along, you, you know, we've been at the top for more or less the whole season, but other teams have kind of risen up at the beginning. It was Montreal, and for a bit there, it was, it was uh, Edmonton who's like, hey, this is, these are important games. These are the games that we need to win to prove that we are where we deserve to be. We are at the top of the standings for a reason. We need to beat this team. And not only do we beat them in the three games, we absolutely buried them for three games and showed probably they're probably our three best games of the season. We just looked solid top to bottom. And it was a different it was different types of wins than what we're used to. Again, the best player in the NHL and, you know, wherever you want to rank dry sidle um, on the opposition, fully healthy. We're missing our top line uh, center. Austin Matthews out of those games and and it was still it, it was incredible to see the Leafs rolling four lines against that as well especially mm-hmm. in that last game it was like oh yeah you know fourth line go have a day third line have a day 
you know, go and it out. was our, it was where we discovered the, uh, the hem line or the zip line or whatever the world is calling them right the now. The meh line. Yeah. The meh line, our, <laughs> our third line of, of Engvall soup. And, uh, who's the last one on that line? Hyman. Hyman. Yes. Hyman. The, the driver. They, they, they've been discovered and man, they look, they look good. They were good in those games against Edmonton and, you know, not, not that we're talking about them yet, but the games against Vancouver, they also looked good. So I'm, I'm a fan of that third line. And, and again, you know, the way it, it's just the way that it was done, right? It wasn't, you know, if you told me that we win uh, the three games against the Oilers, you know, before that series starts, I say, okay, you know, there's going to be a, a five to six win, you know, in there and nope, not a chance. So mm-hmm. that was awesome. Really positive to see. Um, and we should have done the podcast after those wins. And, <laughs> and then we should have done this on Wednesday night. Yes, because then what happened is we rolled into Vancouver and put in two of the most classic Leaf performances. It's like, all right, we're getting Austin Matthews back. We're getting our number one goalie back. They're missing Pedersen. They're missing Pedersen. They're like, they had a very poor short showing earlier in their season. So we're just like, all right, let's just roll through here and like we'll be great. And whoops, didn't didn't happen. They're such an up and down team too. So they're so spunky, like. Um, because yeah, as, as much as, you know, we completely rolled them the first time that we played, um, and I guess I was writing them off a bit before the, the, the series started, but they still have, they have guys, um, that, that don't miss and, uh, it's, it's definitely not like a stacked team, but you can't, you can't completely overlook them, um, I don't know where they're at in the rankings, right, or in, in the, the, so they're a notch above Ottawa. They're tied with Calgary now. Oh, really? Wow. Well, three three more games played, but tied in points. <laughs> um, but. So e- even though those losses suck to see, uh, it, it wasn't um, like it wasn't embarrassing. Like if you know, I think back to Thursday. I, I think they were maybe overlooking the opponent a little bit, especially as the uh-huh. game was kind of dragging on. Just like not not enough hustle at everybody like oh yeah the goals are going to come and it's like no guys i think you need to square up a little bit more um and you know shoot with better authority i don't know i just felt like guys were just kind of like chucking it at the net thinking oh yeah one of these is going to go past demko and uh you could definitely and, and feel a couple bad bounces both ways well, well you could feel that they were trying to get a little fancy in game one maybe they got a little overconfident yes. in their tilt against edmonton and too many passes too many looking for that perfect shot. Yeah, you need to get more pucks on that. And to be fair, Demko did have a good two games. He, he was he was solid in that. Definitely the difference maker. But I would have liked to see just you know get pucks in the net, get the shots. JT had a, a just a snipe mm. from it. You know, as I was saying to Tim during the game, like that's a totally savable shot. But mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to get the shot, and then it goes in. You never know. You know. Um, now, would you say? you know, no fans in the building, no one's there to scream, just shoot. I feel like the Leafs are one of those teams that they need us, um, <laughs> us as fans, because they, you know, I think a lot of them forget. And so when, when, you know, we're not in the building, um, a I guy mean, they like, didn't hear us from years past when we're screaming, just shoot. So I think they, I think they just tune us out <laughs> and all, all the suits in the lower bowls that they can actually hear. They can't, uh, they don't shout anyways. This is a side note. Uh, but when I was watching the game last night, um, 
maybe it's just the way that Rogers Arena is like laid out, but like there's a handful of guys that were behind, uh, uh, you know, behind the the goaltender on on whatever side. You know, everybody's masked up. They're standing there. They look like security officers, <laughs> but they're so stoic because there was like a that I could see them when JT scored that sick goal last night, and I'm like. Wait, so you're not enjoying the game, but, like, you're still staring at it. Like, what are you keeping secure? Who's in the building that you're not? Like, shouldn't you be over there making sure they're not in the building? Like, what's, what's the matter with you guys? Because, like, how awesome would that be to get to be some of the only people in the building? And these well, jabronis. I didn't see any of them with face paint. <laughs> oh, man. I cannot wait. Cannot wait until we can start getting back into those arenas. I miss it. Get the uh, fans roaring. Yeah. Well, we'll now then. Um, yeah. The week's done. It was, you know, we go we go two and two. Uh, looks like two different teams out there for a bit. But um, the I would like to point out in the three games that Austin Matthews has been back, him and Mitch Marner have not looked the same and like it it's mm-hmm. concerning moving forwards like now upcoming next week we have three games all of our games that next week are against winnipeg who's now second place in our division so they're definitely big games and our top line which has been the difference maker all season really the reason why we're in first place in the league and in our division has just not looked great and, and i don't really know you know i, I know tim you're saying that maybe matthews isn't back to 100 percent, but i i don't really know i don't know what's wrong with that line 50 and 50 is looking a little harder to get if uh, he doesn't yeah. stop sc- start scoring soon. But People I think who... it's. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it's, it's pretty clear to me that he's not getting 50 and 50. It's, it's the kind of thing that it's fun to talk about when you're on that, that role, but it's just too hard to do over 50 games. That's so long. And to get 50 goals, it's, it's too hard. It's not going to happen. He's also, though, I mean, he's, he's not. Austin Matthews isn't a streaky player, but he goes on very hot streaks he goes from just being you know excellent to thanos level and so uh, <laughs> he could definitely i don't know you know we we could be talking at the end of uh uh this week's games and he's got you know six goals in three games and uh, i i wouldn't um, deny it that's <laughs> with the other player like matthews it could totally happen i was gonna say though yeah with austin matthews i got people here uh who don't know anything about hockey that are like that austin matthews guy's doing pretty good huh like that's what, you know <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, he is. The goalie? Austin Matthews, the goalie. Yeah, he's, he's saving a lot of those shots. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, now then. Uh, the week's done. Let's, let's hop in the wagon. Okay, so the wagon is something where we're adding this to the podcast for our listeners. And by the way, all the listeners out there, thank you. We have a lot of listeners. We have way more listeners than I thought we were going to have. We are on the wagon. Yes, yes, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're podcasting. <laughs> we're on the wagon, and uh, a lot of we're, we'll let most of the listeners in our wagon. It's more of a uh, uh, a Chevy Suburban of a wagon, Ooh. if you will. No, okay, wagons. Ryan, what do wagons do? They roll. They yeah. roll and keep rolling. They keep rolling. So the wagon. We're gonna highlight a couple of guys on the Leafs who this past week are rolling. Okay, let's get it fired up. <laughs> Up in the wagon, baby. We are rolling. We're rolling to to Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Manitoba. No, we're, actually, we're going home. Never mind. These games are. We're, at go- home. 
We're going home. Long drive. You better like who you're in the wagon with. Okay, who do you guys like this week? Who are we letting into the wagon? The first wagon of the Leafs cast. Well, if, if I may go first, I think it's pretty clear, maybe because I gave him a hard time on last, last uh, podcast there, but it's pretty clear to me that Jimmy VC can take a seat in the wagon. You know, he, he's been, I think, underneath the wagon and maybe trampled by the horseless pull in the wagon for a while there. But that guy is, what, three goals in three games, which I don't think any of us saw coming. He, he was just waiting on for me to give him his one-star rating. Yeah, the fourth <laughs> line being fed by Jason Spezza all day long. That guy can stay there on the fourth line. He's He's been solid this week, and I like him. Take a seat so, in the wagon, Jimmy. So Jimmy VC is confirmed a Leafs cast listener and was what heard Ryan call him out. <laughs> he didn't like it. Uh, I would like to nominate uh, Michael Hutchinson to, to, uh, to the wagon. He got a shutout this week. He got a shutout this week. Yeah, and then he had that follow-up game where it kind of balanced it out. I don't know. Here's the deal. He can be the guy who's standing like a couple yards in front of the wagon holding his thumb out trying to hitchhike, and we're still in the decision process of are we going to slow down and pick him up or not. He's not in the wagon yet. Okay. Because I would like to to nominate uh, a certain William Nylander for uh, passage on the wagon on – coming back home that guy he had a little bit a little bit of a sleepy period for a while there but he's been uh he's been pretty good lately okay. and you know the way po- the way podcasts go is there are two types of leaf podcasts those that support william nylander and those that trade him every podcast i would like <laughs> to establish the leaf cast as a william nylander supporter podcast. Yeah, well, yeah. he can get on the way again for sure uh, i would like to nominate the entire meh line to the wagon this week <laughs> Okay, this, it's now a bus. <laughs> the back seat is full. The, well, no, we got we got two guys in the front, three in the back. So uh, we have we have to cap it here unless somebody else has someone else they really want in there. Um, nope, we're good. I think. Well, okay, first of all, this is this is a heavy wagon. We don't have any <laughs> any small dudes in this wagon. We're gonna need to have some solid shocks on there. Gord, get them on the phone. Um, yeah, I think I think the meth line uh, dominating. Uh, causing trouble. Uh, love them. Enjoy your time in the wagon. Meth line. Who's driving? Oof. Who are we letting drive? I mean, Zach Hyman drives that line, so Hyman could take the wheel. All right. Uh, Tim, could you quickly Google Hyman's uh, driving record? Is he safe? We got a lot, of, a lot of roster players in that car. I don't want something happening. I would trust no one, else, no one more than Zach Hyman with, this, with the wagon. Who was the Leaf last year that got in a car accident? Who was the one? Was it Freddie? All I know is that Zach Hyman is on the radio for uh, Sokoloff Insurance for his family's car accident all the time. So I don't know if we should be having <laughs> Hyman be the driver of this We bus. have a lot of roster players in this car. Okay, that's that's <laughs> the wagon. That's a good wagon. Uh, probably some weird music being played in there. A lot of foreigners. Uh, maybe like some Russian military chants. I'm not sure what Ilya Mikheyev likes listening to. But uh, I would like to be in that wagon. I would like soup invitation. is not a good thing to eat on the wagon. It's a bumpy road. <laughs> we'll see well, who's on the wagon nice... next week. We'll see who gets bumped off and who gets a, a seat on the wagon next yeah, week. Yeah, that's why I wanted to get the M, the Mech line in there because I think this might be their only week. Um, They're hot. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, moving along. Uh, this week's topic: uh, the MVPs. All right, you guys want to hear the song? Just <laughs> <This is the laughs> do it. I'm a little scared after hearing the wagon song, but we'll see what you got. I was just listening to this because I just picked it up before I started the podcast. This is called Baller's Anthem by the band MVP. 
<laughs> and it says um, un- WWE Uncaged XII. <laughs> I think this is the theme to like a, a WWE video game. <laughs> well, we're stole it. That's it. All right. Hope there's no swear words in this one. Okay. Keep, keep uh, it clean. MVPs. We each have two MVPs that we want to highlight. Now, the MVP means a lot more than just the most valuable player to the team uh, in general. This is specific MVPs. So, um, it, well, it can be for anything. I don't know what these guys have planned. Uh, I, I have no idea what you guys are going to talk about. But um, let's get right into it. Who wants to go first? We got two each. I'll take for it. The, go for it. All right, I'm trying to decide which one to do to do first here. All right, I'm I'm going to hit you up with kind of a curveball here, and I'm not saying this because he's he's definitely not the most valuable player in our team. He's definitely not the best player in our team, but I see great value in this player, and that is Zach Bogosian. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Bobo has zero points Bobo. this season, all right? Zero points. And you might be saying, how could this guy possibly be our MVP? Well, I would like to share with you a quote that Sheldon Keefe said recently on Bogosian. He said, I thought that in the early going, you can tell that he was still just adjusting to being here and in our system and in his role. But I think for quite some time now, 15 plus games, he's really settled in and he's proved what we thought and expected to get, which is a guy that's a reliable defender, brought a level of physicality to our defensive group, reliable penalty killer, and just a great personality, great person, adding to our leadership of our team and his experience that he has in the league, of course, coming off a Stanley Cup win, all those types of things. Now, last year we were subjected to Tyson Berry and Cody Cece, which obviously did Mm -hmm. not work out like we had planned. Mm -hmm. Now, Tyson Berry was replaced with TJ Brody, who in all honesty could have been my pick here for most viable player because he has been unreal. But the other person who was replaced was Cece, and he was replaced with Bogosian on that, well, I want to say bottom pair. Cece should have been on the bottom pair last year. But anyway, we're talking about Bogo here. Now, how many times last year were we dying because the opposing team would dump it in our zone at CC, targeting him or even Gardner before that, and they would do nothing for it but either dump it out or give it right back to them or just give it to Riley, who already had two guys on him because Riley was the only one who could actually do something on that defensive pair. Bobo was the replacement bottom D pick. Bottom pair D-man who does exactly what we need. Yeah. He defends well. He maintains possession. He hits hard, plays hard. He's mean. He's great in the penalty kill. He's the depth we need. He's mean. Other play- teams do not like playing against this guy. We are solid top to bottom, and it's largely because of the Bogo Cop. I, li- I like that nomination. I, uh, uh, I remember before the season, you know, when it was announced that signing, I loved it so much right from the beginning. And I was, you know, reading online and hearing what mm-hmm, you were saying. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, not a lot of people had him penciled in as, yeah, this guy's going to play every game this season. Um, and I said, wait a minute. It was looking more plays- like he was going to be a fringe guy. Yeah. and But I was like, wait, he plays the right side. He's the size of a Mack truck. He could be the wagon. Drive. They could make <laughs> he the is wagon the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> he has enough nicknames. And, um, and he's mean. That is so important. That is so important that our defensemen are mean and knocking it's people like, around. 
It's like uh, that one game where uh, the menace uh, Tyler Ennis decided to take off Campbell's head. Mm. It was Justin Hall who jumped to his defense and mm-hmm. taught him a lesson. So maybe he was inspired by Bogosian. But it is it is an underrated uh, attribute. I, I, yeah, I think especially out of the defense. Um, I, I just feel like at least one of the guys on each on these D pairs needs to needs to have that going. And and the the role that he's playing where he's I mean, he's had, you could say he's had a tough job with the revolving cast that's been around him, and he didn't, you know, he's not, I'm sure he doesn't love that. Uh, he seems pretty, to have found good chemistry with Dermot down yes. there. I don't know. It's, he seems to be, that seems to be where it's, it's heading towards for that bottom pair. Um, now, okay, so you're, you're saying, though, that he's the defensive MVP? Well, here's the thing. When we were discussing what a topic was going to be, we were actually talking about who are the Leafs' MUPs for most underappreciated players, who is who I picked by two. But then Steven made the uh, the music for most valuable players, so you could take it for whatever you want. Wait, but didn't he's I say definitely, MVP? He's definitely one of our most underappreciated, valuable players. Okay, okay. I, I mean, it, you... Listen, the, the entire defense has looked a lot better. And for all we know, in practice, it's Bogo Cop out there that he's teaching um, uh, he's teaching VC or sorry, not VC, uh, TJ Brody, how to defend those two on ones. Right? Un- unlike Bobrovsky, Bogo Cop is still on the force with his badge and gun. OK, excellent. That's Ryan's MVP. MVP. OK, who's next? <laughs> <laughs> All right, going. Uh, <laughs> Jim, what do you got? Going uh, a little bit of a different, different angle on it, but not necessarily a player, but someone who's shown themselves so valuable to the team has been the assistant coach Manny Malhotra. Mm. Mm. Yep that that guy just came out of nowhere. Was like, I, I we wasn't even on the board. I know they talked about Bruce Boudreau as being kind of a fun name on there, but we'll let Sheldon Keefe. Uh, be the, the captain of the ship. But uh, Manny Ahalter was brought on. He was an assistant coach of Vancouver the past few years. Vancouver, you know, so-so. We weren't really sure what to expect. But yeah. what he, that guy has taken two two key aspects I want to talk about here that make him uh, MVP. One is the power play, which, I mean, like, if the refs would ever give us power plays, you might get to see it a little more often. But <laughs> when we do get to see it, I know for great, and yep. especially, and that's even with like Simmons out, and like Simmons was on fire in the power play earlier, and like mm-hmm. that's been uh, great to see. But it's more in the face-off circle where yes. the Leafs have been one of the most dominant teams in the league. Even uh, like Spezza, who was like great last year, has taken it to another level. Like you hear these yep. guys like, oh, yep. they're like eight and two in the face-off dot. It's great. John Tavares has been on fire in the face-off dot. We have so many guys you can just put out there when you need a face-off win, and you just know they're going to win. It's 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 the greatest thing. Um, what uh, you guys can be MVP of the podcast if you get this right. Uh, what two Leafs are a hundred percent in the face-off dot this season? What two <laughs> it better Leafs? not be two defensemen. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it, not. It's both Mitch, wingers. Mitch, is Mitch Marner still number still a hundred percent? Mitch Marner's one. Okay, this is another one. I wish I, I could. Uh, I wish I could give you a clue. Here, I'll, I'll give you a clue. Uh, uh, I would say, is uh, is, is he is on the it, bus do you right want now? The clue or not? Is he on no, the way again? No, no clue. No clue. I think the other winger is uh, Zach Hyman. Ilya Mikheyev. Ilya Mikheyev. Ryan, hey. you are the MVP. Ryan. <laughs> 
Let me hear it. Let me hear it. <laughs> oh my goodness. G- give I me a spell of the way. You guessed that right. I was going to say, okay, anyway, um, Tim, good nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, something, so, so wait, so that, that's coaching MVP of the season? Coaching MVP. I, I yep. Something I thought was really cool, I, I heard that quote, uh, th- th- this quote earlier this week. I think it was Keith that said it, and he was talking about just like with the success of the team, um, you know, what's, what's, I guess, something, I don't know, it's been surprising or, or another positive part of that. And he says how coachable everybody still is despite the success that we're having. Hmm. Um, I think that's that's something that's really great. He 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 didn't call out anybody specifically, so I'm just gonna assume that's the team as a whole. Um, but just to hear that, like, I, I I don't know if I was Austin Matthews and I had 18 goals this season, I might be like, you know, oh okay, I don't I, I don't need to hear you know what Manny Malhotra has to offer to me on the, you know on how I could be a better power play performer or something like that. But just to hear how our guys are they're staying humble, they're still being very coachable, and it's working. It's um, definitely a team that is bought in at this point. They they want to win. They're giving it all. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, okay, well, I guess I'll go next unless you guys have anything else to say. Who do you have? Okay, so I wanted to do uh, my leadership MVP. I think this is something important. Uh, I, sometimes it feels overly talked about when it comes to those free agency signings where, like, you know, they're just like, oh, this guy's going to bring some really great leadership. And it's like, well, let's see it, right? I want to see who's really bringing mm-hmm. that leadership to the team. Uh, Jason Spezza is ah. my leadership MVP of the season. Um, he hasn't even fought anyone yet. <laughs> well, we got a big game coming up. Uh, we got some big games coming up this week against somebody who the Leafs have uh, some bad blood with from the playoffs. So let's hope there's a fight or two this week. But um, yeah, yeah, Jason Spezza is my my MVP and it's because uh, you know, I'm watching, I'm watching everything, uh, everything that the Leafs are putting out that they'll give us and seeing how much he's bonding with a lot of these younger guys. I love mm-hmm. his nickname vintage. I like the respect that they have for him. Um, just thinking like, okay, here's this old bull on the team who was a baller back in the day, right? Like as good as, as good in his a game as any leaf is right now, maybe not Austin Matthews, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you just have I to think have did, did he get in the top 100 of all time in points, or is he just just outside of that still? He, he's, I think he's just outside of it. He's close. He'll get there though. He's he's rocking right now. Yeah, he's uh, he's gonna knock uh, Henrik Zetterberg out of the list. See you later. Uh, and I read somewhere he's got he's got 40 points in his last 80 games with the Leafs. That's amazing. That's paying amazing. 10 minutes a night. <laughs> yeah, and so and that that's the other thing I was gonna say is then. Um, aside from just the bonding and maybe like a little bit of the glue that he's been for the team, the leadership that he's providing for these these a fourth line rotating cast, where he he can take a guy like Jimmy VC who um, was a, about to get run over by the wagon on the way out of the Scotiabank <laughs> Arena, uh, and now he's sitting in there and um, he's out there doing things the right way, a leader of men, and uh, I want a jersey. I think my favorite Jason Spezza thought it wasn't even anything he did. Well, I guess he was part of it, but it was, it was uh, Travis Boyd that was talking after he scored his first goal this season. And it was assisted by Spezza and like all he could talk about after scoring the goal was, man, I can't believe that it was a guy like Jason Spezza who fed me that pass. And like, it's so special to me to have my first goal be assisted by such a great player like that. And Spezza just means something to these players, you know, like they love, they love that guy and his goofy laugh. He's a, he's a different breed. Um, I, I was thinking just when I was thinking about my, my MVPs and how much he loves 
He loves hockey. And you hear some of these other uh, former players, you know, on whatever panels, and they'll, you know, they'll make a comment about how, oh, yeah, like I, I've laced him up, you know, one time since I retired or something like that. Hmm. That's not Spezza. He loves that. He loves being out there. I hope so much that we can win the cup with him on it and him being a big part of it as well. Um, that's awesome. And in a game like last night where the, the, the depth was, was one of the parts of the team that was rolling, Jason Spetz has been a huge part of that. So yeah. that's my leadership MVP of the season. Play the stupid Great song. Pick. This is for you, Spetza. This is Baller's Anthem because you're a baller. All right. He earned it. He earned it. Uh, Ryan, what do you got? Well, next time, uh, going a little bit in the same direction as Tim and picking management. And I'm going to give my MVP to Kyle Dubas because here's the mm-hmm. thing: we can we can talk about. Uh, what? Well, hold on. Let, let me just say some names for you guys here. Okay. Joey Anderson, Barabanov, Miko Letnin, Jimmy VC, your boy Steven, Jason Spezza, Travis Boyd, and Joe Thornton. Now tell me, what do all these people have in common other than they are Toronto Maple Leafs right now? Uh, they were all signed by they on the wagon. <laughs> Kyle Dubas has signed all of these players this off season for less than a million dollars on the cop head. Wow. Every single one of those players is less than a million dollars. That is gold gold. Dubas took some Dubas took some heat. Okay. For signing the big four for a combined $40 million. And now he's in this, these cap struggles, but you know what? That's only a problem. If you can't put together a quality back end. Dubas found these guys on bargains for bottom dollar who are making top tier impact. He's assembled the team, which is currently first place in the league, first place in the division. He already had a cap stretch team plus an unexpected flat cap due to COVID. And he found Mm -hmm. a way to make it work. And he brought in TJ Brody, which does not get enough praise for how amazing he is on our back end. And you look at Marner and Matthews and Nylander's contracts now. Is anyone saying that those are bad contracts? Matthews and Marner are top of the league, and Willie is now Willie Styles. Give me a break. This is Dubas's team. It is the best team in the league, and Dubas deserves the credit. Wow. Amen. Um, so, that, so that was specifically the the management mvp i guess so <laughs> maybe i kind of want to fight back on that a little bit ryan i just feel like you went for just you know the general manager which i think is an easy person to pick i would like to nominate hang on adam Pridham. jank jank elowicz he's the manager of the hockey operations video team um he's pretty great <laughs> Uh, Mike Dixon is the manager of the Harveys in the Scotiabank Arena. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's the assistant general manager for the Harveys. These uh, are all important players, but I won't put them above Duba. Sorry, Stephen. Well, and maybe if maybe the if they op- had a, a member of our Leafs cast organization in their accounting squad, then uh, that person would have got nominated. But. I've just noticed that you know, with the the hockey operations for the video, you know, my my leaf streams have been looking really good. I think it's part to do with my new Xbox. Hey, Steven, really shut up. It's <laughs> Leafs talk only. Apologies. Turn right. Apologies. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, that's, that's good. I mean, you, you, you are totally right. Dubas where, um, I think at one point there was a little bit of doubts. Uh, I mean, he's, he was drafting so well, but some of the signings and some of the other decisions, um, that you, you know, there was definitely some critics out there. I think it's hard to have a lot of critics right now. Um, 
and he's 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 waited for the right time too. We could have. I mean, you think about it. We got T.J. Brody for free. We didn't have to trade for him. Yep. If he was yep. available a year ago, and we had to give up. Uh, um, who knows? He but, who shall not be named. <laughs> wait, who? <laughs> well, we gave up Kadri to go after Brody, oh. but uh, oh, but we don't right. talk about Kadri. That's that work though. You're totally right. Can't believe- all right. Okay. I feel like we were talking all about these most valuable players, and I was trying to think of uh, some under-the-radar person to pick when, really, I feel like uh, we, a lot of times we skip over how obvious it is that Austin Matthews is the greatest hockey player on the team. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it has to be said, this guy is on fire. He is the greatest Leaf that has ever played Ever put on the uniform? Holy the best, the best at hockey. Uh, talent, talent wise, we'll see like what he actually accomplishes as far as where he'll rank in history. But score, scoring wise, totally unprecedented. Uh, up until this last last few games, where I, th- I don't think he's been hundred percent healthy, just like totally dominant when he's yeah. out, out there. Every time he's on the ice, goalies lit, wet themselves when they see him. Ha- he has the. <laughs> It's like uh, who is it that saw Petrin or no? Is Petrangelo saw who coming down the ice? Oh, oh Nathan McKinnon. Oh boy. Oh boy, he's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. To see Austin Matthews continue to take that next step, I remember after uh, after the end of last season when you know we had to ship off uh, uh, Cappy, rest in peace. When we had to ship off Mango, rest in peace. Um, and there was talk out there that, you know, this might be the first year that this Leafs team isn't as good as the years before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, we've maybe taken a step back. And I, the whole time, felt like, I'm sorry, wait a minute. We have, you know, two, three, 23-year-old guys um, that are getting better, and they continue to get better and uh, rise the ship. And Austin Matthews is a big part of that. It was, I missed him this week. Yeah. Right. Watching those yeah. games and he was, he wasn't out there. It was, um, although to be fair, the games that he came back, he still doesn't look like himself. It's not, it's not 18 goals and 20 games, Matthews that we're watching out there. And he's one of those guys that needs to needs us when in the, in the building, uh, from whatever top bowl <laughs> we're sitting in to yell, shoot. Cause my goodness, <laughs> every time I, I love think... you, Mitch Marner, but give it to Austin to shoot it, <laughs> buddy. I feel like I feel like we've been saying it for how many years has Matthew's been here? Like five years? For the past like four years, every year we'd say like, well, our guys are just gonna get better, and and you know next year our young guys are just gonna keep improving and they'll look better. I feel like this year more than any of those other years, you really see that, especially for Matthews. Like he he went from that guy's an elite offensive player too. That guy is an elite everything player and he's even more elite offensive player. He he has really dialed it up. There, there's there's literally not enough good things you could say about Matthews this year. He's uh um he's he's absolutely just in that conversation now where with the the, the Petrangelo, you know, oh boy, like like when he's coming <laughs> into the zone, the attention that he gets, he's yep. he's doing all this with the attention that he gets and the yep. different ways that he's found a score and he's making He's playmaking and the way he's making other guys look better. And, uh, yeah, he's the MVP. And I agree with you, Tim. He's the best, he's the best Leaf I've, mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so, sorry to all the guys on the Glory Years poster that hangs above Peyton's uh, crib. <laughs> <laughs> I'll replace that with an Austin Matthews photo. Yes. Well, then she might this start make, to like, like guys with make, mustaches. 
I'm gonna say make sure it's a, like the mustache version of the photo that he's uh, the modern the modern look. Yeah, gee, it's so handsome. Um, All right, okay. who do you got? Final MVP. Uh, okay, this one I'm going uh, a, a, a little bit a little bit different direction. Uh, it, this is the hair MVP, and this is something that I think is really <laughs> important. Um, I pay attention to the hair a lot. Uh, just after it was a pleasure the last few games to get to watch Brock Besser, who I think has probably the best hair in the entire league. Whoa. Um, just the way that it falls underneath his helmet, and uh, he looks great. We have uh, at work, one of our store managers is over in Burnsville, Minnesota, where he's from, and uh, I mentioned Brock Besser a lot to him. But um, So for our team, there's a couple of contenders for best hair on the team. I think uh, with helmet on and with helmet off. With helmet off, it, Freddie Anderson looks excellent. Um <laughs> Just, just I don't know. There it doesn't ever seem to be a strand out of place. Mitch didn't Frederick looked, Anderson win the player voted award for like best dressed or something or most classy or something? You got a few mentions. Any anybody who isn't wearing those stupid hats wins the award for me. I don't think they look good. I'm in David's office. There's probably a couple of them hanging around. Um, no, those are uh, pepperonis. So my my hair LVP is William Nylander. Uh, Willie, Willie Styles. if you're listening to this, I don't want all the hair gone. Maybe just try to start wearing it a different way. Maybe some, some <laughs> different product. I don't know. Like, Listen, he's focusing on his game on the ice, all right? Give the guy a break. He can't, How can he hear anything when he's got the hair <laughs> sticking out of the corner, the, the, the ear hole things on the helmet? What's going on there? Like it thought it's, I thought it started off as like a joke. Like, Oh, he's just wearing his hair in a weird way. It's like, he likes it now. Willie's a good looking guy. I have a, uh, a quarrel with your, your choices there. My MVP for hair is, uh, Austin Matthews with his facial hair. So you're wrong, sir. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about other types. I just said hair in general. We could open this, we could open this door up to body hair. <laughs> has anybody seen uh has anybody seen like Ilya Mikheyev tarps off he's Russian I'm sure there's plenty of hair everywhere this has turned into a weird podcast <laughs> no let's keep vamping on this uh okay no that's it okay um quick hitters right unless anyone else has any other MVPs Ryan you got some more random uh Leafs management staff you want to call out Nope, I, I think that we have uh, covered them rather rather fluidly, although you got me wanting some Harvey's Burgers, so uh, I think that's where I'm going for dinner tonight. I, mm. I feel we have to at least give a shout-out to Zach Hyman. Uh, otherwise, Mike Babcock would be very furious with all of us. Uh, and Mike we know Babcock, he lo- listener of the Leafs cast. Of course. All right, quick hitters. Babs is back in the league, baby. Well, he's back in the A-league. <laughs> I don't actually know what league he's in. Okay. He's always been in a league of his own. All right. Let's talk about it. Uh, quick hitters. I want to go a little bit the entire NHL here with the quick hitters because we talk so much about the Leafs. And we do pay a little bit of attention to the rest of the NHL. All right. Let's um, see it. Matt Barzell had a really, 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 really good goal yesterday. Is he better than John Tavares? <laughs> At what? Not hockey. <laughs> My at, laugh at, was the only response we'll give to that. Ha! All right. Um, gee, what else for the quick hitters? I didn't even plan that many of them. <laughs> you have one. <laughs> will, will Jake Muzzin, Will Jake Muzzin, 
uh, beat the absolute snot out of Pierre-Luc Dubois this week. Only on the scoreboard. Muzzin will get more points than Dubois will these um, next three games. I, all the same, I would love to see him beat the snot out of that guy. I would absolutely love it as well. Uh, and and uh, speaking of vendettas, I would love it if the wagon would swing by Tyler Ennis's house on the way on the way back home. Just make a quick <laughs> pit stop. All right, I got one. We have we have what three games coming up this week? All against Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. Austin Matthews plus or minus three goals over those three games. Mm, I'm taking the under against Con Connor Hellebuck. And that defense, though, it's not like an incredible defense. I will take. I'll take the over. I'll take the over. I think, he gets, I think he gets I'll hot. I think I'll take the under. I I think it'll be another off week. But it's okay. John Tavares and William Nylander are rolling right now, so they'll they'll carry it. Um all right. I, I have a quick hair for you guys. Who's gonna be winning the hockey pool by the end of next week? <laughs> Shut up, Tim. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Why am I so bad? All oh, right, Tim Tim could be on the way good for his ho- ability to win hockey pools. Well, you know, it's my fault for like I picked Nathan McKinnon the one year that he decides to score two goals, and I took Taylor Hall the year that he decides to score zero goals. Okay, what's gonna happen with Buffalo? Do they trade uh Jack Eichel? In the next week, or just like no, in the no, rest like, of like like in the next season. No, like before, I don't think before so. the end of the off season, what happens there? He, I think he's gone this off season. Taylor, Taylor Hall's gone before the deadline, and Eichel is gone this summer. I don't wow. know that he's gone unless he demands a trade out of there, because I don't see for them how in what world they're any better uh, with whatever they get. <laughs> it's hard return. for them to get worse. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely fair. <laughs> half their salary cap remaining is going to be tied up in Jeff Skinner. Okay. Um, with the success of the bottom six, I don't know when Wayne Simmons comes back. Do you put him in right away or wait till the bottom six starts to struggle? 100% put him in right away. Not even a, not even a Where does he go? And that you, bottom line, get, get anyone out there. You absolutely put Wayne Simmons back in. You just put VC on the wagon. Now you're taking him out of the lineup. Yeah, wow, come on. No. That's what I'm saying. Do you break up the meh? Like, like, do you say, okay, we're going to put you on the second line, put Kerfoot down, that ruins the meh line, and then kind of ruins the fourth line as well? I, I think you, know? you, you cycle the same way you're kind of cycling our bottom pair of defense. You'd cycle VC Boyd and Simmons into that bottom at, line. At this point, we still have Patan on that bottom line. Like, there's no way you're keeping Patan in and having Simmons out. And and by by the point by the time Simmons comes back, you're near the end of the season. You can't keep cycling. You need to establish who your line is for the playoffs. Um. Okay, Tim. Uh, this is a quick hitter, but it's just for you. Tell me one thing about Manny Malhotra when he was playing in the NHL. He was good at faceoffs. I just keep <laughs> thinking of balls. I think he was in he was in the NHL game or something. You really focus on the hairstyle this week, eh? <laughs> it's an important part. And I hope you hear Justin Hall. I didn't put you on the list. Length does not mean beauty. Get a cut. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see where we are next week. Yeah, I guess that's pretty much it for quick hitters. Um, okay. Well, hey, good pod. Uh, episode four. Uh, we're coming up to my senior skip day. Yep. And then have you guys thought about who you're going to replace me with after episode seven? We get a lot of offers. A lot of <laughs> offers. All right. Pot over.